Hey y'all, welcome to this seventh episode of the Future Barn Podcast. Uh, this is a podcast where I'm exploring what it means to be a good person in a small town like the town I live in, Elwood, Indiana. Um, and I'm exploring that mostly through conversation, talking to people who I think are good people, figuring out what they do uh, with their everyday lives, what inspires them, what they're creating, um, what they're thinking about. Um, and today we have a great conversation um, with my old friend Patty Cruz. Um, she's a visual artist, a badass mom, and an overall good person. Um, and we have a great chat about what it's like to be a person of color growing up and living in this town, um, what some of the art she's been making, including a mural she did for uh, downtown Elwood. And um, yeah, and then just some reflection of some of our uh, teenage years uh, going to shows together and uh, her inspiration in getting the art uh, through the art class uh, at the high school, uh, among a lot of other great things. Um, It's an hour-long conversation. I didn't want it to stop, so I didn't stop it. Uh, until it felt natural to do so, um, and I I appreciate Patty uh, uh, coming out and giving a second try. We we had recorded a conversation a few weeks ago, and my audio equipment messed up, and so I made some changes, and we made sure that didn't happen again. And um, I'm really proud of this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Please um, follow it on whatever on Spotify, on Google Play, what whatever you're using um, to listen to this thing. Uh, and then on the Anchor page, you can uh, leave us a message um, in response to this or any other episode. Um, if you have any questions for me, if you have any um, suggestions towards the idea of how to be a good person in a small town, um, whatever, uh, give us give us a holler. Um, thank you for, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm happy to be here. Um, have a good one. So what I was saying was I've been, since we had our failed conversation, not fail, (laughs) our conversation didn't fail. My recording of our conversation failed. And, um, so I've been like obsessing over, I think it was partly why I was up to like, you like got off work or were like at work. I was at work. And you yeah. were like third shifts and I was like up <laughs> still. <laughs> and cause I was just like obsessing over like this because I was like all these things I, yeah I did wrong or I, I wanted, I want like, so like I was telling you, I bought a new set of lavalier mics, mm-hmm. but I also, I figured out. One thing I was doing wrong was, um, uh, oh, was not having it on airplane mode. So when it's on airplane oh. mode, anytime, because something that happens sometimes is if a text or a call comes in, it'll mm-hmm. stop my recording. Oh, that's not cool. And, and, and it's just annoying for a text or a call to come in while I'm sitting here trying to have a conversation. Yeah. But if you put it on airplane mode, texts and calls don't come in. Mm. 
that was that was so like little th i've just been thinking of little things yeah like that. or changing how long my screen stays up uh-huh you know yeah because uh, i had it on like 20 seconds it, <laughs> it goes dark now yeah. I, put, I just switch it to 10 minutes when i'm while we're at, you know that way i can watch well, you're learning as you go so. i'm learning as i go so i appreciate it uh -huh. i'm here with patty cruz and we tried to have a conversation we did have a, a great conversation a couple weeks ago and um the audio of it uh for lack of a better term fucked up and <laughs> uh and so i was so thank you for doing this again no problem um things have been weird since i saw you last in yeah. the world the world yeah. has got somehow yeah <laughs> has gotten uh wilder or more uh divided and more yeah. uh yeah, so how are you how are you doing? Pretty good. Um just kind of focusing on um school and kids and yeah. and adjusting to the weirder life that's going on cuz yeah. it happens and then it, you're like confronted with it and you're just like what do you do? You know, what do you do? Like yeah, I've been thinking so, I've been thinking asking myself that question a lot. Well, especially for so for me as a as a white dude in a small town, mm -hmm. it's like what what do what the hell do I do besides yeah. like make sure I I'm not being racist? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm doing okay at that. Yeah, um, it's kind of like. But like, what otherwise? What do you do? Yeah, it's kind of like, am I being vocal enough? Uh huh. And like, I what what do I do? Because yeah, um, I was thinking about our conversation last time, and we were talking about like, um, my presence in a small town. Yeah. And as a person um, of color. Yeah, as yeah. a person of color. So. Um, I was thinking, you know, I, I, I was telling you about like the stuff in school there's cause I feel like there's a difference between like teasing somebody and bullying somebody uh -huh. and harassing somebody. Yeah. And I felt like I had a couple instances, one in Ellick and one here, like a, a big instance where I had to go to like the administrators yeah. and be like, you know what, this isn't cool. You know, you put up with so much after a while, it just gets old. Yes. And so like, I felt like I had those instances, but I was thinking about like outside of school, like the first thing that happens, I feel like when somebody isn't, and when I say somebody, I mostly mean like white people yep. when they're, angry with me or angry with something, their first reaction is to attack me for being Mexican, yep. basically. Yeah. I remember in this one instance, it always sticks, it happened multiple times, you know, working in retail and yeah. dealing with customer <laughs> yeah. service. Um, it's happened multiple times, but I remember this one instance when I worked at um, Goodwill, uh, this lady was trying to switch to, uh, price tags or whatever and we have a Classic. system set up yeah we have a system set up it's like okay well if this happens you know you just have to approach a situation it's like oh well i'm sorry you know these tags must have got switched somehow you know this actual price is yeah. whatever she's like well i didn't switch them i was like well i didn't say you did <laughs> um i'm just saying it just which looks, means it you just, totally switched <laughs> yeah she's like oh it wasn't me <laughs> so it just appears but her immediate reaction and i remember my friend Caleb, he's this tall, white, hippie kid standing next to me. And her immediate reaction was um, getting angry 
And then she was like, well, I'm just not going to buy anything. I was like, okay, well, that's your choice. And then her, as she's leaving, she's like, well, you just need to go back to where you came from. And I was like, I remember looking at Caleb and his mouth was just dropped. Like, what? Like, people just say that to you? Yeah, that, yeah, that. And I just looked at the lady and was like, I'm, I said, I grew up in India. I was like, I was born in Indiana. And she's like, yeah, right. And I was like, I speak better English than you do. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what else I can do to, Uh, to to handle that. But yeah, well, that reminds me of a, I was trying to think of the quote last time we were talking. And so I'm glad I get a chance to say it now because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, uh, uh, Zora Neale Hurston, the, Mm -hmm. the, she wrote that novel, their eyes were watching God. Um, you'd like it. It's great novel. Mm-hmm. But um, she has a quote that was like, uh, I feel most colored when throw against a sharp white background. Mm, yeah. So in the moments when it's like, when you're, you know, when it's you, you against this like white background in terms of white culture, white supremacy, white, mm-hmm. white town, white people. Mm-hmm. And uh uh, is like those moments where, cause like you said in the last conversation that no one gets to hear <laughs> is, uh, you know, you didn't think you, I remember you saying like, you know, like your group of gal pals, you know, they're, they're all white and you, yeah. so when you were, but you never thought of yourself because of their openness and their, yeah. uh, uh, and that camaraderie with them, you never thought about, but when you're thrown against like a negative white background, yeah. it's like. You're like, whoa, like, yeah. And I'm always interested in what, why do people, why, you know, my, my purpose of this podcast is like, how are we better people in a small town? How mm-hmm. do I be a good person in a small town? And there's this reactive quality that we really have to get, uh, we yeah. have to learn to, why do, why is it always like, go back where you came from or yeah. like, or like racial slur yeah, or that's that's escalating so yeah. fast. It's like I'm not having the retail experience I want. Yeah, and then I get racist. That's yeah. like that's, that's like from one extreme to the other. And that's it's zero like, to sixty, right? Yeah, is that yeah. Like and it's like, oh well, that's not. And then like their excuses is like, oh well, that's not really me. Yeah, and that's that is really you. Somewhere yeah. deep down inside of you, that's really yeah. you. That's what you really think. And you were saying like um, her quote. It's like. You don't feel that way, um, but they make you feel that way. Yes. You're like you can, like you walk into a room and she's like, okay, well, I walk in somewhere, like for instance, a college class or something like that, yeah. and I'll walk into like a lecture hall when I was at IU, and it was just like me. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's not really. It wasn't really that diverse, so I'm aware of it. But yeah. there's being, there's a difference between me being aware of it and somebody making me aware of it. Yes. So, yeah. It's like thrown in my face. It's like, no, I get that I'm Mexican. Yeah. I get that and I'm proud of that and I wouldn't change that. Yeah. Um, but there's a, there's they have a way of making you aware of that and making you feel like you should be less because of that. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's it's interesting the way it it like not it makes it a problem where it was like it was it was a known thing, mm-hmm. a no, but it like turns into a problem. And then it becomes your problem. Like yeah. now you have to deal with. Yeah. But why is why do you have to deal with 
right. her problem. Like, right. She made the problem. Yeah. Uh, or that person made the problem. And but then you're the one that has to go to the administration. You're the one that has to act yeah. calm in the face. Yeah, of I because yeah. if you don't, then it's like then and then and then I'm the issue if I don't de-escalate the situation. Yeah. And it's like, but no, like yeah, yeah. I think we were talking last time, like um, me being um, in this town. Like I, I feel like a lot of, and this is for a lot of like second generation third generation um mexicans or whatever uh-huh. um we like i a lot of my cousins don't speak spanish yes um and i don't know what their reasons are um my reason like i was telling you last time was i was already a standout in in the town yeah. not from like a racial perspective i mean like yeah. we would have the migrants come in for yeah. the tomato season and all that kind of stuff but yeah. outside of that my whole thing was not to make myself stand out uh-huh. it's like okay well um i'm already like one of four or five mexican families in this town yeah, which yeah. isn't very varied um I didn't come from a rich family. I, you know, was, was not like this super pretty girl in high school. I was overweight, you know, everything that I did, I did to like blend in. So when you speak to like older Mexicans and they, you don't speak Spanish, they're just like, why? It's like, okay, well you grew up in a family, in a, in a community that, that, um, you were free and open to do that. Yeah. And, you know, like I was saying, I was a kid. I was just worried on not standing out, like just not being different yeah. as much as I could just totally. to make it through. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So I feel like that was like my, like I look back on it now. It's like, Oh, you're so dumb. You know, you had a mom that spoke Spanish and you could have learned so much. Oh you know? yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it, it's, it's so so in that way you're like you're you're like damned if you do damned if you yeah. don't where you're like you're you're guilted by like Mexican culture in a way yeah but then you're also like you're also like outcast by white culture so mm-hmm. you're like, yeah it's so kind of like oh. you're, de- you're dealing with them both you're like <laughs> like how do I freaking win you know um, which but I think that's why these conversations I'm I'm learning a lot about. Uh, what this podcast is and what I want it to be because mm-hmm. by having the podcast, by doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we were talking earlier about with the technical problems, you learn, you know, you learn as you go. And, I, and having these conversations is is really important because I'm really convinced that conversations are like good, rational, reasonable conversations with ourselves and with other people um, are how we grow and how we get yeah. things get better because I remember a therapist when I was younger taught me and it like blew my mind but it's such a simple thing was like it's like we have feelings and reactions that's where it starts mm-hmm. and then and then we eventually have to have some sort of action and we have to make a choice and mm-hmm. have an action but before that we need to have a thought process mm-hmm. and we need to have inquiry mm-hmm. and we need to think it through but so often we just like the lady at the store we jump from feelings and actions straight to an action. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't process like, oh, I wonder what this, I wonder, like being empathetic. Like, I wonder what yeah. Patty's going, you know, I wonder, oh, I bet Patty's hands are tied because of the corporation. You know, right. I, like, 
those kind of very reasonable yeah. thoughts that you can get to very and quickly. And I was like, I was like 18 or 19 yeah. and she was like 40. So yeah. it's kind of like I had been dealing with that my whole life, yeah. you know, and she probably like what made her feel like she could openly just say that to someone. That's yeah. what really blows my mind is yeah. like, how can you just openly think that that's okay of yeah. what you're saying? Like, well, I think it's that leap just from I'm uncomfortable, I'm pissed or whatever, mm -hmm. and I, now I'm gonna, but now yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do an action. Yeah, I'm gonna, and <laughs> without taking the time to like consider the situation and consider the context and consider mm -hmm. and uh, and it sound it's not complicated. It doesn't. It yeah. takes five seconds if you right. just go. You know, um, and that's something I've always admired about you. And as we've had these conversations, I admire even more is like, um, you're like a really uh, reasonable, rational person. Yeah, I try and, to be. And I admire that. So I wonder in this time where um, so much going on, and I think something important to mention, right, is uh, that your kids are half black. Yeah. So I, and yeah. so in this, in this current societal moment, mm -hmm. I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot going on and, yeah. and I'm sure it's, uh, is, I'm sure it's very frightening at yeah. times. And, uh, so what, what are things that you do that help you maintain that your spirit and maintain your, uh, rat, like rationality and um, just to keep doing your work, you know? Yeah. I just, I, at the end of the day, I just tell myself, you know, you have a job, you have kids to raise. Yeah. Um, and I was I was talking to the girls um, about this issue. It's like my kids are half black, but you can't really tell that they're half black. Yeah. Like my daughter, um, her hair. I mean, you can kind of tell. I yeah. Mean, she's you can tell she's mixed. My son, you can't. And um, it's sad to think of it this way, but I'm kind of happy that you can't tell that he's black. And yeah. it's. It's sad that I have to think of it that way because yeah. yes, he's going to possibly face some adversities, but he's not going to be facing the adversities of a true like black guy. Yeah. Like that they would face. Yeah, yeah. he might have some um things that I grew up with happen, yeah. but you can't tell. And I'm kind of that makes me Interesting. kind of glad for and that's just from a safety stand, sure, standpoint sure. not like that i'm ashamed of his you know father's side of the family <laughs> yeah, or yeah, anything yeah. but he doesn't have to grow up like that well yeah. his cousins do yes. you know yeah they're they look black they are black and unfortunately you know his aunt posted something like you know she fears for her son you know when she can't get a hold of him on the phone, her immediate reaction yeah. is like, oh God, you know, what, what's happened to him? Yeah. You know, where's he at? What's going on? And that's a rational fear that people have to yeah. deal with. Yeah. And it's just like, it's sad to hear it from a person that you know, like that's yeah. their thought process. And so my whole thing is like making my daughter like that part about her yeah. because she was teased in kindergarten. I think that that sits with her still. Like somebody commented on her hair, like why is her hair so curly? She keeps yeah. her hair um, in uh, like really gelled down, really watered down whenever she's out. So somebody doesn't comment on when it kind of like froze out. Or freaking or, try to touch it. Yeah, or touch <laughs> it. Or touch it. Yeah. And um, 
I, I think that that incident from kindergarten, whether she realizes it or not, has shaped her view of her hair. Okay. And I just want her to be like, my hair is so freaking pretty. Because it is. Her it, curls it, yeah. are freaking gorgeous. And I want her to just be proud of that yeah. and be proud of who they are and um, and embrace other cultures and learn about other people because there are other people that exist outside of Elwood, whether you see them or not. Yeah. And I just think it's important for her and my son to to realize that. Yeah. Well, you know, I think of, and I think that's kind of what we were talking about earlier where there's like, there's... Like the lady at the who keep talking, we're giving this lady way too much time. <laughs> right. But this lady who like should know better. And what town? What town was this in? I was in Noblesville. So when she this happened. should yeah. be exposed to people of color. She right. should um, versus like a kid in a kindergarten class in Elwood. Right. Right. right? Uh, mm-hmm. Was this in Elwood? It was actually in Fishers. Oh well. Okay. Yeah. okay even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like these white kids and fishers mm. being exposed is probably their, might be their first time seeing a person of color, yeah. like, or being in a classroom. Yeah. With. And, and so I, so what would you say to like, uh, what, what is your advice for like white parents, like in this town in terms of how do they talk to their kids about Like if I were a parent, I would be, like, cause you don't want to point it out, you know, like yeah. how do you have those conversations with, or maybe I can frame it another way. Like how do you, what kind of conversations are you having with your kids about how they like kind of, I don't know if you prepare them for those kind of mm-hmm. moments, but, or in reaction to those kind of moments, like what kind of conversations are you having or what kind of I, conversations should people have? I just try to have those conversations of like people are different, yeah. you know, people, whether it's their religion, cause we've had those conversations before. Um, yeah. you know, if it's their religion, their if they have disabilities, my sister, they grew up with my sister who was in a wheelchair in and out of high in out of the hospital and stuff. Yeah. So when they see somebody in a wheelchair, they're not staring. They're yeah. not it's just like, oh well, they're just in a wheelchair, you know, it's not a big deal. It's not like, oh, why is that person in a wheelchair? You know, totally. that kind of stuff. So um just making them aware that people are different and people have different beliefs, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But there's a difference between having a different belief in being different uh, and then making somebody feel bad for it. Yeah. You know, and I think you and yeah. Heather kind of covered this conversation with religion. Like, yeah, yeah. It's cool to have different religions. I think all religions are fascinating. You know, yeah. why are you this type of person? You know, why do you believe that you do? Yeah. Um, but there's a difference between that and then pushing my thoughts in the way I think you should live onto you. Uh-huh. It's, it's just having those conversations with, yeah, you know, these other things exist and these other people exist and you should be aware of that and you yeah. should acknowledge their differences because you're not the same as this you person. Celebrate them. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, because I think about, you know, I've, I don't know if I'm right, but I've been obsessed with this idea that I think so much of, uh, um, like, so many of the problems that we're facing right now come down to fear mm-hmm. and that, you know, those kind of things. And, yeah. Um, uh, you know, in religion is, is a prime example of all religions are, are, I, I think are basically the fear of not knowing where we came from yeah. and the fear of not knowing where we're going. Yeah. So here's some answers yeah. to make you feel better. Yeah. You know, I've always, um, 
like my mom's main reason for being a Christian, I've always said, is because um, she wants to believe that she'll see her mom again. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. Yeah. Like, it's not my belief, but like, that's a fine reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, you want to see your mom again. I get it. Yeah. Like, I'll want to see my mom again yeah. when she passes. Um, if that's how you get there, um, then that's good. And so I'm always, and I just, again, the conversation idea of when you have conversations, mm-hmm. you, that's how you like get rid of a lot of fear. Yeah. Like if you're uh, for some reason uncomfortable around people of color because you haven't been around people of color, yeah. then have conversations. Yeah. With them. And you like, don't necessarily have to talk about their color. Yeah. Yeah. Just talk about them as a person. What is your existence? Yeah. Because out, because outside of the color, that should not matter. Yeah. You know, that's, that has nothing to do with their actions. I feel like yeah, how they're raised, how they're um, just the type of person that they are. Yeah, yeah. Know, get to know that person because then those, hopefully those thoughts that you've had about those preconceived notions that you had about somebody, yeah. they go away because yeah. you start to learn who that person is. Yeah. And, and then you just focus on who that person is. Yeah. Well, I've always said that about like, you know, most most white people in the Midwest have a racist <laughs> uncle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my racist uncle, and I'm not naming names, but my my racist uncle, you know, will say things about black people, and it's like, yeah. when was the last time you talked to a black person? Yeah. And it was like, oh, I worked with a guy one time, like 20 years ago, and it's yeah. like, and it's he like, and he like stole my lunch. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what was going on? Maybe he didn't have money. Or <laughs> yeah. Like. And also, like, yeah, and it's like, what, yeah, what, yeah, he didn't have money, um, he, he thought you were, he thought you were a dick, and so he was, like, getting yeah. back at you, so, like, I think, who I knows think that what is. was going on, but, like, the, the point was, it wasn't about stealing lunch, it was, like, it's, like, 20 years ago, yeah. like, and, like, you know, it's, like, yeah, it's just so, it's, it's all about, like, because it's really hard to get people to, uh, to hate something they know. Yeah. You know? And I feel like... Or even be uncomfortable with something they know. Yeah. You talk about having, like, a racist uncle, but I feel like even in my family, um, I have aunts that are racist. Yeah. Like, you you were like, what? Yeah. But I have an aunt who freely says the N-word. Like, she just... Okay. You know? But yeah. she grew up... And I'm not in anyhow defending her, but sure. in her mind, I don't think she knows any black people. Yeah. Like... She just grew up here. She lives here. She lives in Tipton, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But not only her, but like other aunts, but they have, for some reason, to them, like, they weren't exposed to that. Yeah. Like, their husbands are white, you know, they grew up in the Midwest. And, yeah. you know, they, they don't, they probably don't know black people. They probably haven't really spoken to black people. Yes. And, um, so they're like that, but my mom was never like that. Like she could just as, you know, as long as they were a good person, even if they weren't a good person, she was just friends with everyone. Yeah. And so I well, didn't grow great, up in that type of household. For you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, well, that's excellent. Uh, well, so let's, t- let's, I want to take the advice you just gave and move beyond <laughs> talking about color <laughs> and, and ta- beyond talking about uh, your heritage. Let's talk about the actions that you're doing. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast too is um, is to talk about the mural you did mm-hmm. um, in the they're calling they're calling it like 
what are they calling that little alley? I, th- I think it's between like the Chamber of Commerce, the and... artist alleyway, okay. or maybe it's something alleyway. I want to say okay. uh, alley cat alleyway. But I don't know. Uh, I'm sure most people listening to this because I think most people that listen to this are from Elwood. But I do mm-hmm. have some friends not from Elwood that listen to this, and so there was like this creepy alley. I think it used to there used to be. It was like it's like between. It's like the downtown kind of buildings. Yeah. And then there's just like a gap. Yeah. And I think there was a, a building there. I think there was. Maybe. At some point, And then they like t- yeah. knocked it down and didn't fill it in. And so it was just kind of a weird alley mm-hmm. that kind of most, all the other alleys in that area go th- one way. Yeah. And this one kind of like went yeah. uh, the opposite. It was perp- <laughs> perpendicular. Yeah. And, but they painted it that, and the, uh, they painted it white and they put up those lights and uh-huh. then they had a, so what was the, because I, I think when they started figuring out how they were going to do those murals and take submissions and stuff, yeah, I was it was right when I was moving here, oh, really? um, yeah. so I didn't, so yeah. I don't really know much about. So what was that process like? Um, so, <clears throat> um, I've always liked art, always liked to draw or whatever, yeah. but you know, art for me was for fun. Yeah. Um, and when I saw that they were doing that, number one, I was like. Okay, so a lot of my ideas either come from something I see, whether it's like a sunset or, you know, a picture. Um, But a lot of the times I dream in very, like, vivid images. Uh Um, So a lot of the times I dream, like, stories or I dream pictures or I solve math problems in my sleep, that kind of (laughs) stuff. I've done that. Um, You're very action oriented. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I thought of this image in my mind because when I first read about it, um, I was like, you know, that'd be cool. And I was like, well, what would I, you know, what would I even paint? You know, if I were to even submit something and I was like, and I, you know, I'm the type of person if, I start thinking about something, it just consumes my thoughts. Like, yes. cause I know yeah. it's on the verge, either it's on the verge of coming out through my hands or it's just circling in my mind. And, you know, I thought about it for about a week and I fell asleep and I had this image in my mind of just like these books, like swirling around in, in, in my mind. And I was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to, um, take those books that really influenced my life in some sort of way and display them uh-huh. for people to kind of see and, and have that theme. And yeah. So you're, so the mural you did is um, like a collection of, it's like a yeah. painting of books, yeah. spines mm-hmm. and like the spines and some are like tilted over yeah. and some mm-hmm. laying down that uh, kind of, uh, yeah, and it, I I love it as a mural too. Well, I I'm I'm very pro book. Yeah, <laughs> and I think and I think uh, just having book like that people can walk by and like oh yeah books exist. Yeah, because <laughs> I think people yeah. forget books exist. Yeah, um, that was what I was excited about. But I also uh, technically I just like the way you did, it. and I love your process. You were really great about. Uh, uh, kind of cataloging your process yeah and on Facebook and so what yeah so what was the actual process of making it like for you because like you said you usually did drawings like small yeah. scale stuff so, and now here's this what eight eight foot I, it was giant all yeah. I know is I was like at the I had that the tallest ladder and I was like at the very top like <laughs> holding on for dear life I was yeah. like well if I break my 
meth then at least the picture will be pretty yeah Uh, um but yeah it was like it was like a your podcast it was like a learning yes it was learning so i was like watching youtube videos because i've never really as long as i've considered myself an artist i've never really painted before yeah like this was the first instance where i'd be painting and that's and a very specific type of yeah. painting it's not like yeah. easel and you're like yeah it's not like i can erase it when and it's, it's done it's immediately gonna be seen by the public <laughs> like every yeah. step of the way yeah you know um so yeah it's just like learning it's like okay you know on the youtube videos they were doing their outline in chalk and I was like well that's brilliant I would have never thought about that yeah because I was sitting there thinking I'm like well how the heck am I going to get this image on an eight by eleven to this wall that's <laughs> the twice the size of me yes um so just like learning that process and using a lot of uh blue tape uh, blue painters tape and, yep. and just learning and and I think you suggested using a board, so I was like, "Oh man, that's genius!" Well, because I remember you had uh, you like one of the books the is slants. like leaning, yeah. and you're like, "How do I get that line straight?" Yeah, you know, even with like tape or something, you're mm-hmm. like, I'm "Like it just looks like yeah. my head is constantly like and, curved." Yeah, and so that's what that's the only thing I could think of was just like just it's basically a giant ruler. Yeah. <laughs> you're using a board yeah. as a giant ruler. Yeah. Um, uh, so I just got my giant board and my uh, level, and I was like, okay, I got to make these lines straight because I don't want something that's like this. You know, like yeah. the whole thing is, yeah, some of them are supposed to be tilted, but like yeah. I don't want the whole thing to make it look like you're looking like this. Yeah. So, um, um, but yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you, uh, and you, yeah, you got it done. Yeah, and, and uh, it looks oh, it looks really good. Thanks. Um, and yeah. I, yeah, like I said in the last podcast. That no one will hear. Uh, I I've seen multiple people take uh, like selfies or photos yeah. in front of it yeah. and like connecting to a particular yeah. book. Because what were some of the books? Uh, so it's titled the the title of the whole painting, and you can kind of see it like because it's supposed to be like a bookcase yeah. with books on it. So yeah. like on one side you'll see like um, wood grain or whatever, uh-huh. and like it's supposed to carve in the wood grain. It's supposed to look like it's carved one more chapter and that's the whole theme of the book because I grew up I was such a nerd growing up like I would read books all the time yeah you know so my mom it wasn't like oh you know turn off the tv or whatever it was kind of like you need to shut your book and go to sleep <laughs> and I would always say just one more chapter just one more oh, chapter okay so that's where like the thing came from oh, like I amazing. when I was thinking I of this that's what through in my mind of yeah. like me telling my mom just like one more chapter it's one more chapter it's like and yeah. then you know it's it's always just one more chapter but um some of the books were like um pride and prejudice and uh-huh. and that just reminds me of like you know that was like a first strong female character through elizabeth bennett and like yeah. not settling for mediocre and knowing what you want and going after what you want and you yeah. know that kind of stuff that was a really strong female character for me it's amazing um 1984 it wasn't my first dystopian because i think the giver was probably like my first oh, dystopian yeah, yeah, type yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo- novel but yeah. 1984 just sat with me differently yeah. and i and now love... weirdly relevant again. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah yeah so I love that, like it could be called 2020. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But where, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but where the sidewalk ends was there, and I remember oh, like yeah. when 
I was in elementary. I waited weeks on the like little list in the library for me to be able to rent that book, like weeks. Yeah. And so that's worth it too. Yeah. 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 It's great. But like, and then one of the last ones was um, a chicken soup for the soul book. And I didn't read chicken soup for the soul books. um, But my sister who was a Riley child, like, she that's all she read was like chicken soup for she had like every chicken soup for the soul book and you know when i was working at goodwill you come across all kinds of like uh-huh. different books and oh stuff. yeah they're they're lot they're, yeah. like there's like chicken soup uh wait it's uh chicken soup for the it will be like uh badminton and right like you know <laughs> Just like and it's random like, stuff and it's like what yeah <laughs> like so uh, she had like stacks of them and so like I wanted something to um, contribute. Like I wanted something to just commemorate something to commemorate to her. Yeah. And that book, because it was a theme of books. Like yeah. that book, I remember buying for her. I found it in Goodwill, and I remember buying it for her for like Christmas or her birthday or something. Sure. But you know, she just loved those books, and so I kind of took the image of that and just kind of added her nickname to it you know because yes. nessa fits better than vanessa sure. yeah <laughs> um so it was kind of like my contribution to her and like my mom like remembering them through that way and not necessarily everyone knows that like maybe my sister but yeah my mom as well but also it's like incorporating a, an important part of me like through books and then still incorporating them in different things of my life yeah well and i see it too kind of along that same line i see it as a way to it's to lift it just a little just a little above just being a like all those books you selected for a certain reason mm-hmm. and that is like the ultimate uh like reason yeah you know? and so uh i think that i think that just adds to the artistic quality of yeah. it um you could have just I mean, other people might have just put, like, the most popular book. Right. Or, like, or like whatever, but, like, you clearly thought yeah. about it. And, obviously, yeah. I've made it very clear how much I admire <laughs> thinking through things. Yeah. Um, well, that, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm so, ha- I'm so happy to see some art in Elwood because yeah. we have, downtown there are some great places. Uh, you know, and they did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, put the L in Elwood mural that was really cool yeah. and uh pretty hip and and then the murals there in that alleyway i'm still i still think one of the most um misused uh spots is the side of papa john's yeah it's that big white yeah. i'm like come on big wilkie <laughs> like, a, like yeah a, have you ever seen in uh is it rushville rushville uh i forget where it was uh, wherever Wilkie's headquarters was, was in Indiana when mm-hmm. he ran for president. And they have a huge, like, uh, painting of Wilkie on the side of the building where the headquarters was. Nice. And, like, and a big button. It was, like, mm-hmm. his campaign button. Yeah. It's a big painting, It's but it's, like, huge. That's nice. And um, I'm always like, why don't we... There's, yeah. like, no painting of Wilkie. Like, yeah. Like, come on. Like, those... Ca- so... So, but so, but I think it's incremental steps, and so, I think that, and I love that the, it was Elwood because all the people that did it in that alleyway were yeah, Elwood people. Yeah, Even and that's the, what I really yeah. love about it is because there are so many like talented people here, whether they showcase their work or not. Sure, um, there are so many talented people here, and to reach out 
to your community and say, hey, this is what, you know, we're looking for, you know, be a part of this. Yeah. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Well, even, I mean, like yours is great. And I think the other ones the yeah. ones are, are great. Uh, but, you know, some folks might have been like, well, let's like hire like a professional yeah. artist from Indianapolis or Chicago or yeah. whatever. But then it's like, I would, I will sacrifice a little quality, whatever that yeah. means for the the moment and yeah. the and the kind of the meaning of having Elwood mm-hmm. folks and and giving them a chance like I I some one of them was like a couple teenage gals mm-hmm. and I was yeah. like going through there and I just remember seeing them and they were like having a freaking blast yeah. and you like had a great time just like figuring it out yeah. and what a what a great moment for yeah. Elwood artists to kind of it was like come out of your little yeah. come out of your little cubby holes yeah. and, and like and the other person that was up there is Jackie from Gypsy Soul. And she okay. has a painting up there as well. And it was really cool. I mean, like, you can tell by, like, walking in her shop that she's a creative person. Yeah, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it was kind of see, cool seeing her um, transform her um, area as well. Um, so you kind of get that business um, owner within Elwood and seeing their artistic side, yeah, too. Yeah. Outside of their business. Yeah, and I think, yeah. are there still a couple spots left in that alley? That, yeah, that, yeah, there's been like they, a number. I think they only picked like six of six people to paint, but there's like tons of room in yeah. that alley. I want to, I want to, one of my goals is to do a giant collage as, as a, and I, because I want to figure out how to make um, collages like weatherproof. Mm, yeah. Like, I, like, because Maj Paz is great for like, um what i what i do in like frames and all that mm-hmm. but like what is it what wouldn't that be cool if it was just like a giant collage and my collages yeah. are pretty weird so like a big weird collage but but then it's like you'd probably almost like deck seal it yeah like you, do, like, you yeah. know and like some outdoor mod podge out yeah and yeah i mean i yeah and so to play i need to like just like play around with yeah some, I have some like cinder blocks in the yard and collages. I think it, those I, I think it would be really cool. Yeah, because I think your collages are really cool. Thank like, you. Um, you can kind of look at something and and maybe you had a vision behind it, but people interpret art differently. Yeah, yeah. So it may speak to somebody else. Like, yeah. And you, I think it's kind of like we are talking about your picture in there. I think it's kind of cool. Like you said, it was hanging above. Your yeah, so, couch for like ever and yeah, so it's this painting and it's like I I think actually like one of my grandparents' friends did that. It's like a seascape kind of painting, yeah. and it always hung over the couch. And then I had to do my little thing with it when I, when to kind of turn it into my own because yeah. I wanted it to still be here. And there's like an ostrich being held yeah. up by a hand coming out of the sea. There's like a guy riding a dirt bike over and you look at waves. it and you're and, and you look at it and you're none of these things go with the sea yep. but they do yeah like within the art it's like oh yeah. okay oh, my I, favorite thing on there is J- is uh james dean's uh grave a uh, tombstone yeah. i put that uh, on the edge of the sea <laughs> yeah uh yeah yeah i like i like the things that don't go together going together because mm-hmm. i i believe everything goes together yeah I, and i think that like why why can't it, you know? Yeah. Um and yeah, so that's really good for me. Um so yeah, I wanna I, I realize I wanna talk to you about something I I don't so what was 
what was like the moment you mentioned earlier, like realizing you're an artist or wanting to be an artist? Mm-hmm. What was the, where was that moment uh, for you? Because I I went back. I I'm I'm I made a mistake last night where mm-hmm. I I watched some YouTube videos of me reading poems at at some poetry readings mm-hmm. in my early twenties. Like they're like nine years. You know, on YouTube videos is like nine years ago. Oh yeah. You know, and it was like me nine years ago in like Atlanta, Georgia, reading poems, uh-huh. and I was like. Oh my God! Looking back, I was like, "Can I? Th- who? Who can I call to take this down?" You know, like I feel like we. I uh, feel like we do that a lot, like uh, especially in our youth, because yeah. You but know, I thought I was so find, badass. I thought yeah. I was such a badass. Like, well, we're trying to find our voice, and yeah. at that moment in time, that's what you felt. That's what you thought, and then now that you've like kind of grown or whatever, and you look back at things, and yeah. you're like. What the heck? And what I won't like what I'm making doing? now in 10 years, you know, like, I, yeah, because hopefully you're moving forward. So, yeah. but what was, what was, I remember that group of gals, all y'all mm-hmm. love Mr. Beatles class. Yeah. And, well, Mr. Beatle is awesome. And, one, and but, yeah. the art teacher. And, and mm-hmm. so was that kind of where you kind of found or what? No, I mean, like I've always liked art. Sure. Um, I think I said last time, like art was my escape and my education was my way out. Uh-huh. So youth me being poor, yeah. um, art was just always something that like was a creative release for me, whether I was like doodling or, sure. you know, that kind of stuff. My mom was an artist as well. Um, cool. So what whenever kind of stuff she, did she do? So she, she, I've never seen like a lot of her, like, cause I feel like when she was younger and had time and not four kids to take yeah, care yeah, of, yeah, sure. um, she probably in high school and stuff, um, she had more time to do that. But like yeah. seeing her growing up, she'd be on the phone talking to her friends, you know, she was doodling on the back of her, of the bills or something, so she had you know, impulse. Yeah, yeah, she was just like, at whatever she was doing and sitting, she was just like keeping her mind busy by drawing and they weren't like. They were just like character faces, like cartoon type things, you know. Um, so I saw it there, and I've always had a, a knack for like mimicking, mimicking things because the way I see art, like I see it through lines. Okay. And so, like, I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. I just like look at somebody's shape, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Um. And so, like, growing up, like, coloring, it started out with coloring. I remember I was, like, in kindergarten, and I won at movie time. They had, like, a coloring contest. <laughs> yeah, I remember and, those. I, remember, and, I definitely did not win those. Yeah. Um, and I remember I did one for my age group, and I did one for my sister's age group under my sister's name. Nice. And I won both of them. Nice. And so we got, like, these free, like, white oversized movie time sweatshirts or whatever and I wore Very that cool. thing until it was no longer and probably like two free rentals or something yeah something <laughs> something like that nice. so coloring started out that way and then I was mimicking characters like cartoon characters were easier for me because their lines are easier uh-huh. um and so like it just developed like that and then in high school um there was this one art teacher no one really liked her because they thought she was a bitch but her name was like Mrs. Allman. Mrs. And Allman. she was kind know. of like the short, she was only there for like a year or so, yeah. I want to say maybe like a year or two. Um, but I feel like she really like pushed my artistic side because 
growing up in elementary school and everything, it's kind of like, just paint what you want. Do what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was kind of like, we're going to draw this. Like, you're going to draw this turtle. You're going to draw... Um, I remember this one particular thing, and I feel like the educational side of me came out, but she was like, you're going to draw joy. So you know, people are drawing, like, happy faces. Sure. And for me, thinking of joy was... If joy was a cell and you were to cut that cell in half, what would joy look like? So it wow. was like, um, like, uh, just like bubbles and, in and they're coming out, they look like they're flowing and, um, they're just different, a different color of joy. Like what, if joy was a color, what would it be? And so it was a different variation of that color. Yeah. And for me, that's how I, I like, she kind of like opened that up and she pushed me to like do things that I wasn't comfortable with and then when you get to like Mr. Beatles class he was the same way he was just like you know I'm gonna push your boundaries artistically because I think he number one he really likes art and you can tell that he likes art and that really helps like somebody who was wanting to develop their skill yeah but he's a type of person who also made you feel welcome in the class and made you feel open to doing whatever like yeah I think I painted (laughs) this is like I think I painted this one painting of, uh, it was like a charcoal and it was a guy having a gun held to his head. And to me, that was like a point in my life. That's when, well, that's when you could have like guns and whatever and and drawings at school and nobody (laughs) feel aware of it. You didn't get put on a list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But like, it was kind of like, you know, you, he kind of pushed that boundary for me and allowed me to explore that type of because like there was it's like art for me was like some how connected to a thought process in me and there may have been a moment where I felt like that like I felt like that guy with a gun to his head and I remember in the background because I'm such a fucking emo kid but (laughs) it had like some emo lyrics about not belonging and 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 not you know being here yeah you know that kind of and finding your place in the world and all this kind of stuff but I mean I thought that was pretty cool yeah. of him. So in high school, definitely it opened me up to developing myself more. But I mean, like I said, art was an escape for me. It was fun. It was just something that my hands and my mind could release whatever I was feeling onto paper. That's excellent. Yeah. And I think that's really good for, you know, like you said, emo kids. <laughs> like <laughs> I remember there's the collection of all those friends of ours that yeah. we all went to shows together that they congregated to like Mr. Beatles class. Yeah. Like, there are a lot yeah. of like I was going through f- photos with Heather, uh, who's on a previous <laughs> podcast, and there was a lot from there was a lot that she had taken in there, and it's like yeah. Josh Caldwell and yeah. Chuck Pease and like all these and like you and yeah. Christy and Lacey and, and 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 like and there was just like the kids who weren't like on the sports teams or weren't like yeah. it was like and that's that was such a a good safe space to be able to explore yeah. that and, and to yeah like you said to do something yeah with your hands and and, your and mr beetle like heather you guys were talking about heather's art in high school and how she did photography in class yeah and yeah all that kind of stuff and she was able to do that i feel like because he um supported that yeah you know he was he got her the stuff she he needed like basically to be able- let her turn that back room yeah. into a to into what a is a photo room. developing yeah yeah. yeah, I loved your guys' conversation too about like oh, the so cove, 
And oh, the cove, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we would be remiss if we didn't talk a little about the cove because that was where I got to know you and that's where mm-hmm. the, your group of gals, I became like, I remember I always was trying to be like the fifth gal. <laughs> and... Uh, and, uh, there was there was there's tough competition, right? Yeah, Kara, right? Yeah, Kara. Yeah. She was uh-huh. she was trying to be the fifth gal. Yeah. I was trying to be the fifth gal. Um, there were some other ones, um, and but I feel like Kara and I were the front runners. Yeah. And but yeah, the co- and kind of that reminds me of that is like the Cove was another place mm-hmm. where I think we all I know people used to call my mom and be like, "You let Tyler go to the Cove." Like, like it as was, if it was like a drug hangout. Yeah, but I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't either. And I remember as this place that, like, it was like the first place, like public place, where I was like, yeah, felt comfortable mm-hmm. and and felt like it was I was supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. Yeah, I remember you guys talking about that, and I, I was totally like thinking about that, and I, yeah, that was a place. I mean, I grew up playing softball, and so I had that during the summer, but like. The Cove, I felt like, was a place where us weird kids had an outlet. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So it and was we got cool. to meet weird kids from other towns. Yeah. That was huge for me. Yeah, because was meeting some of those bands and those guys were like at Iwu or you know or like yeah. Kokomo guys, and so they were like, and they were like four years older than me. Yeah. So it felt like, which at the time felt huge. Yeah, you know? uh, but but they were like what I wanted that like I wanted mm-hmm. to go to college and I wanted to make art and mm-hmm. I wanted to and I uh I wanted to like wear cool clothes uh like cool cheap goodwill <laughs> clothes and like they, right and so make it look cool <laughs> they like modeled that for me yeah. like literally where like and so it was it was really cool and I know like you guys meeting Kara was huge mm-hmm. um yeah she's only I mean, we're like still friends we still talk today yeah and, um, and we weren't really even friends with Kara first. We were friends with Will. Yeah, so, from a sure so thing. A sure thing was yeah. like they. I remember there was a span where I think they played at the Cove every 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 weekend, weekend for yeah. like a year straight. It they have like, like a residency. It was such like even like you guys are talking about like some of that music still being like the best music you listen to, and I feel like I still listen to quite a bit, yeah. especially the hardcore. The hardcore was good. Yeah, uh, but. I was trying to find some assured thing last night in my like middle of the night stupor, yeah. and it was like it was like pre YouTube, and it was pre like you had to have like a handheld camera. To, <laughs> yeah, like, it was like so it's hard to find. Stuff, yeah, like, I mean, sure Heather has some in her. She does. We, yeah, she does. Stash. We watched some videos yeah. the other day. It was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, but like yeah, we were friends with Will first, and um, and we always seen Kara, and she never talked to us, and we're like what a bitch <laughs> like this bitch will's girlfriend she's such a bitch and then like you get to know her and i'm like oh my god she is the nicest sweetest person yeah. you've ever met in your entire life yeah um and in my head they were like they the were coolest. they were well and they were yeah. like 35 in my yeah head. right and i was like i look back i was like they were like, like 20 not, yeah they were like 19 20 years old like they were it was crazy but was like funny. yeah we had some of the like greatest moments out of the cove and yeah and like you said like learning and not only that but like the music to me um because i grew up listening like my first cd was the spice girls and yeah. so like i thought that was badass and then i remember i was it like was. in middle school yeah it was i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i went to, 
was probably like the Spice World was probably one of my first movies I saw in theaters too. Nice. That's, um, that's a good but, era. <laughs> but I remember when Lincoln Park came out and I was like in middle school. I was probably like in sixth or seventh grade. Yeah. And I remember them just being angry and hurt and just feeling all these kinds of things and in being angry when they released it. And I heard it and that was probably like the first album that I liked from front to back. Okay. And I still like to this day. So yeah. um, whatever their first album, what was our first album? Oh, I can't remember. I can't but remember. I know what you're talking about. But, okay, so that was like the first. And then I get into like um, my freshman year. And then you start to hear like all these emo bands. And like yep. I still listen to them today. Like, yeah, you know, whatever. And then I remember hearing, we went to a concert and we got um, a C, you know, like the guys outside the concerts pressing out those like little demo CDs yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I remember hearing Thursday for the first time. Oh yeah, that and was a big that was a big one. Yeah. I remember we bonded over that. I remember listening to Thursday in your big van. Yeah. <laughs> driving to an Assure Thing show. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I, I have re- such a specific memory of yeah, that. Yeah, and but. I just remember like that really spoke to me. Like they're screaming and they're yelling and but their message is their underlying message is there, but like finding that music and finding that community. Yeah. I'm not a musician. But yeah. I like music. Sure. Um, but like finding finding that community and finding that music that really just spoke to me and 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 realizing that there were other people in this world that were hurt and hurting and 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 getting they're getting through that through their art. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, amazing. Yeah. So uh, I th- we should probably wrap up soon. Mm-hmm. This is a great. I'm having a great time. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of, uh, in a weird way, happy that first one got... It was a good one, but yeah. this is really good. I'm really yeah. happy with this, so thank you. Um, but before we go, I want to talk about a couple last things. So what do you... I know now you're working on... you got these little mini canvases. Mini, yeah. and so now... So you went from blowing it up with the big mural, yeah. and now you're working... And you made this amazing one for me um, that is in honor of my grandfather who recently mm-hmm. passed away, and it's a, he used to sell Tootsie Pops at the school mm-hmm. and you is a beautiful tootsie pop on this little painting of a tootsie pop on yeah. this canvas it's awesome i love it Thanks. and um and i saw one you did of like of like was it cor- corn or like mm-hmm. a field corn it's a picture i took like uh probably like a year or so ago yeah yeah so, so um yeah. so yeah so tell me about that process now like yeah so what's that like and what, how's that going um it's neat i mean like i said i've never really painted before so these are all like little experience because i like the i like the many things because it's not like you're not committing to like a big canvas or whatever you're yeah. just you're there and you know you're just getting it out um and i go through these phases and i'm sure you as an artist go through these things too where you have all this energy built up and you just need to get it out and then you may not have that energy for a while yeah yeah um but like that's for me like i have all this energy and all this um artistic things in my mind that i just need to get out and those mini canvases are a way for me to get out it's interesting Um, putting this big energy onto this little thing yeah so have you found uh have you found them being uh different than your previous work because of that restraint of the little or or i guess you like you said painting's new to you so Mm. you're uh you're probably just you're probably discovering what are some discoveries you're making so it's hard to like i've always been hard with like uh difficult 
making something smaller, like yeah. having enough room on a page. Yeah. And now you're like forced to on those little mini things. So um, trying to learn that and not only that, but like trying to learn how art, how like the paint works, because before I never used acrylic paints and it's like, I was watching a YouTube video again, going back to YouTube because awesome. I used you, it for everything. YouTube's the best. Um, but like learning, oh, you know, add water to this acrylic paint and it helps it move across the canvas a little bit more. And it's like okay. things I've never really thought about and just learning and developing that. Um, and I'm already like thinking, I already knew like in the middle of my mural up there, like I guess they're only up for two years and then you can resubmit something or repaint something. Um, but I already have I don't know how like I feel about that, but okay. mid yeah right. I know like, oh, I had to paint over this, but like midway through, I was like, I already know what my next one's gonna be. Nice. I already, I already know. Um, but it, it is a Window Wilkie reference as well. Okay, um, awesome. So I started uh, drawing that like midway through, and like I said, I mean, you start it, and then you're like, okay, I have to step away from this because I'm getting really frustrated. I can't do such and such. Yeah. And, um, um, well, I, yeah. that's another thing I really admire about you is this, um, is this like still, this, uh, still learning kind of like always mm. learning your, and you and I are very much alike in that way. And, mm. uh, YouTube is, <laughs> I, I like work on my own cars and yeah. it's all from, from YouTube. Yeah. It's like, I changed the fuel pump in my truck one time, nice. my old truck, and I had no idea what I was doing, but yeah. I was like, how do you change the fuel pump? And yeah. it was like. And also, you kind of get the sense of like, can I do this myself? Yeah. By like watching like and someone do it. And you can. I feel like that's what's great about our minds is you can do that stuff if you have the equipment. Like, there's some stuff yeah. where you have to like lift up your car, and I'm like, okay, yeah, well, I'm not, it's not worth. Sometimes it's not worth <laughs> yeah. trying to do it, like crushing yeah. yourself with a car. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But yeah, like our minds are 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 great, and our bodies are great. I think we kind of discussed this last time where. Um our bodies are meant to heal ourselves yeah. um, sometimes. And I just take that into mind whenever I'm dealing with something um, and, or I'm trying to fix something like my brain. I just, it, you can constantly learn something new if you put in the time and effort to learn whatever you want to. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I think it's great. Um, well, kind of with that in mind, as we wrap up, uh, I know I asked you this last time mm -hmm. I'm finishing these conversations by asking, folks what is something that they hope for elwood and it can be anything mm -hmm. what's something that you think uh the folks at elwood could really benefit from um and you can take that however you want to take that um yeah i i um finding an outlet for people and and kids as well because i don't feel like there's a whole lot yeah. here for them. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes it frustrating. Um, some Like a lot of the times we go to Noblesville or Fishers on the weekend to just do something. Yeah. And, um, you know, having something for kids to do and taking in mind as well um, the type of community that you're building for. Um, because yeah. there are a lot of people here that are struggling and there are a lot of people here that don't have the means to you know, do something. So yeah. it's kind of like, what are you going to do in the community that opens it up more to be yeah. a participate in? Because there yeah. are a lot of good people here. Um, and there are a lot of people, um, that just make this community what it is. Yeah. And I feel like it could be so much more 
if we had the means to do it and if we had the vision to do it as well. Yeah. What would be some, like specifically, what would be something that you'd like to see like here. so like, like if you go kid, for kids maybe. yeah like if you go to like the park and like noblesville and stuff they have a lot of um like a little miniature golf course yeah. or yeah um well i saw they rebuilt the putt-putt course at happy burger whenever that opens yeah back up. so now we might have but i know what you mean yeah yeah yeah, um, just little things for like kids, a cove, you know, yeah. somewhere yep. where kids can express themselves in some sort of way without it, like, because I, I don't feel like the cove was bad. Like, there, I don't remember there being like cops out there every weekend, no, even no, though no, we were there. It was, it was, it was um, its own somehow like well running organism. I don't yeah. know how, uh, uh, but it, it worked. And yeah. I, and I think. I think we can surprise ourselves sometimes mm. with how things can work. Yeah. Um, well, that's one of the things, you know, you live by the disc golf course, and I'm a big disc yeah, golfer. Yeah, yeah. That's... that's one of the things I freaking love about that disc golf course mm -hmm. is the people I see out there. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it, sometimes it kind of feels like it's a, a Narcotics Anonymous meeting because <laughs> some of the people, I know so many people who are out there who are like, uh, recovered drug addict yeah. and and who like that's like a way to stay active yeah. and to be out in nature and to move around and to get out that energy yeah. and and it's in a positive really, manner and it's really yeah in a positive manner and it's also really accessible like mm -hmm. disc golf is like you can play with like one or two discs so you're looking at like 20-30 bucks yeah. and it's free to play it's you yeah. don't have to have any special equipment or clothes or mm -hmm. you can just go out there and uh, yeah, and, and more stuff like been, that. That's yeah. been huge, I think, for this community. So mm -hmm. I agree. Um, yeah, and it, they don't have to be, I think we always think, like, businesses. Yeah. So, like, the Cove, to me, wasn't a business. I know yeah. it was. I know they had to pay rent, but and, and somehow they did <laughs> but, <laughs> for a little while. But but it was, it was never, like... Yeah. Like, there was never anyone you, spinning a sign out front or, like, yeah. promotional ads. or yeah. It was, like, this place that people... Because it was a genuine yeah place, and it was a place like you said where where people could um, feel like themselves. Yeah. And I uh, like that notion where it doesn't have to be a business, but if you go to places like Noblesville and Fishers, people are active. They're out because yeah. there's stuff to do there. There's yeah. trails to walk. There's yeah. you know um, parks that have you know, and that a lot of that I understand comes yeah. from like funding and stuff. But still, I mean, like yeah, there's just stuff to do there and you just go there on the weekends and it's so busy and i that's what i miss about living there is you know just the activity yeah selfishly i wish there was a way to extend the sidewalk all the way out here in the yeah. ditch like in the ditch yeah. you can, it might be dangerous but like to have it next to a highway but i just always think like how amazing would it be if you could walk out here in the country yeah and not like on uh, like having to walk on the back yeah, road yeah. like um, or stuff like that, or I, like in Muncie where they took the old train track and they mm -hmm. paved over it, yeah. and, and it's the the Cardinal mm -hmm. Greenway the trail, where, you, yeah. where you can ride your bike. And I was going to say, the um, finding like, because um, there are different bike things in Fishers, and I think um, like Strawtown and stuff like that, you yeah. know those little pathways? Yeah. Um, Kotui Park in Strawtown, yeah. have you been there? No, I it's haven't. It's incredible. But... You, it, you know, it takes 15, 20 minutes to get yeah, there. Yeah, get there, yeah. And it's not... But yeah, and it's just, it's, it goes around, I was actually, I took Lacey there the other day, mm -hmm. and 
it goes around um, like a wildflower field. Mm-hmm. It's just like big Pretty. wild field, yeah. and and like and it butts up against the mm-hmm. forest. And you know, obviously, that's a something special because of the the nature they have. So we don't mm-hmm. necessarily have something like that. But even like I've been trying to go. I take the dog Ginny Bug to to the park, mm-hmm. Callaway Park, and just walk yeah. around and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, and I think also having those things, but also encouraging people to use those yeah. things. We do have, like, the disc golf course, like Cali yeah. Park. Um, I wish we had a dog park. Yeah. Um, I wish we had, like, um, a safe, like, trail for bikes because yeah. my kids love to ride their bikes, but I know my kids. Yeah. And I don't trust them riding on the sidewalk because no. and you they should, just, like, yeah, go off into the road. Yeah, and, yeah. And you, yeah. So. Yeah, there's no, like, it's the road. And then walking yeah. sidewalk, and it's like, where's the yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I guess the park's not that big. Yeah, to yeah. you just what are you gonna do? Like ride it like thirty yeah, times. Right. Um, <laughs> but well, Patty, is there anything else you want to say, or anything you you um, want you want to talk about, or ask me, or anything before we go? I just think like we were talking about our conversation earlier about talking to people and getting to know who they are, yeah. and I would just you know always keep in mind that like. People may not remember what you say, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Yeah. So just, I feel like keep that in mind when you're, you're just being. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, because that's always something It may not seem big to you, but to that person, you don't know what's going on in their life to be Absolutely. able to say that to them. Yeah. Um, so I just, I, that's what I would encourage people just to be good humans. You don't yeah. have to like each other, but you definitely have to recognize that people are different and 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 tolerate their differences yep excellent well thank you so much patty for being here um and for giving it another shot and (laughs) it it worked this time so uh well uh yep thank you thanks for listening everyone Bye. bye